Johnny. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Uh, so I finally figured it out. This is going to be, <clears throat> pardon me, the uh, the intro for the bonus episodes, right? So sometimes we get a little extra time and want to do something fun for you guys. And we actually have a really cool one coming up next month. Um, but yeah, I, I miss the old intro a little bit. I mean, I love the new one I have, but this one, you know, it's fun. It's the one that got us here. It's how we all started and everything. And so, I've, you know, it, it's a nice way to kind of, you know, reincorporate it so it doesn't get lost in time, so to speak. Uh, today, we are doing True Detective Season 4, uh, Night Country. And um, yeah, my wife and I watched this. Now, I, I introduced her to the original, um, you know, the first season, the legendary first season of True Detective at like you know, may or may not have changed television because of, you know, I don't know. I thought it was groundbreaking. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but now this is going to be a spoiler episode, right? So if you haven't seen it, you know, we're only a minute in um, and you want to see it, uh, turn it off <laughs> and come back when you're ready. Um, and before we get it, go, oh my God, here we go. Before we go any further, um, what we're drinking today, we're just going to keep it easy. We're doing Yingling traditional lager. Yep. Four and a half percent, um, sitting at 3.5 on untapped. So, you know, it's just one of these macro lagers, um, that's always frowned upon by the beer nerds and they always, you know, rate it like shit, even though they have a bunch of it in their fridge. So what I do like about Yingling though, I mean, it's just, it's a Pittsburgh thing. Well, um, Pennsylvania more, more accurately. And, uh, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. I probably told this story before on an earlier episode, but I used to work for this lumber yard like 13, 14 years ago. And we used to get truckers in. They'd come out from out west and everything. And they'd always ask like where the nearest beer distributor is. And I'd tell them here's one down the road or whatever. And I'm like, you know, what are you looking for? And they'd always say Yingling. And these motherfuckers would buy like 10 cases and take it back because they didn't have anything like Yingling out there. So, you know, it's, it's a step up, I would say from, you know, like your, your Coors Lights, your Miller Lights, you know, things like that. It's, it's, it's got a little more flavor to it, a little more complexity. It's, it's along the lines of like a Sam Adams, uh, like their Boston lager. I, I, I kind of equate it to that. Um, if you haven't had it, seek it out. It's, you know, it's legit. Um, and if you don't like it, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's good. And I always rotate my, my house beer. You know, we just got off of our PBR kick, you know, and always hams is always welcome. Of course, banquets always welcome. High life's always, basically any cheap macros always welcome here. Um, except Bud Light, that can go fuck itself. And that has nothing to do with its political alignment or anything like that. I just I th- I think it tastes like piss. <laughs> it's just not for me, um, that or Budweiser. But that's not why you guys are here, right? We're here to talk about True Detective, Night Country. Sitting at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I couldn't find an IMDb rating. They did like, I saw the individual episode ratings, um, and they were all like mid-sevens, uh, except the last episode was like under six. So, uh, you know, that's all you need to know about the series. They kind of dropped the ball. Uh, I gave it a six out of 10. Uh, originally I was going to have my wife on here for this, but you know, I wanted to get this rolling. Um, we just couldn't find time for us both to have off to, you know, be able to put this together. So, but I still wanted to do it, um, while it was still relatively close to, you know, the series finishing. So, you know, we're going to drop this today, tomorrow, Thursday, whatever. So you get two episodes in two days. Good for you guys. Right. <laughs> um, but like I said, there's a spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen the series and you want to see the series, you know, like I said, um, shut it off and, and come back. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the key things that happen in that series. Um, so what I liked about it mainly was, you know, their use of practical effects. Um, not a whole lot of CGI, you know, to ruin things. Um, 
they had some really creepy scenes. They had like a paranormal aspect. They kind of got uh, implemented this season, um, which I really enjoyed. You know, definitely uh, helped keep me interested, even though I really wasn't interested. Uh, I fell asleep multiple times, but <laughs> that's what happens when you're a parent. You wake up at five, four thirty or five o'clock in the morning every morning, and you're trying to hang out at ten o'clock at night. It just does not happen. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, the the storyline felt kind of like bland I, I don't know like they're they're chasing this you know this entity and they just kept calling her her and um we're, we're gonna talk mainly what i don't like about it um the acting i hated the acting it felt very very forced jodie foster was just like and this is nothing against her as an actress i'm i'm just not that big of a fan i think that she's like my least favorite fart at least favorite fart <laughs> At least favorite part <laughs> of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I'm an idiot. Um, I, I have had one sip of beer. You know, I'm not even like getting fucking plastered. But uh, she was my least favorite um, part of that whole that whole movie. And, it, and, you know, it sucks because you had two other legendary performances, you know, from uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Ted Levine, um, the guy that dances with his wiener between the legs. And then Anthony Hopkins is, uh, you know, one of the iconic characters of. Uh, the history of cinema, honest, honestly, I mean, Hannibal Lecter is just, oh, he's just up there, man. He's so dark and cunning and fucking smart and, and suave and just, you didn't have a lot of characters like that. You know, you, you didn't have, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about Silence of the Lambs. Um, but yet her, her role where she was just trying to play this like tough guy, badass with a chip on her shoulder, but she's all of like five feet tall and, uh, you know, skin and bones, like she's, you know, I don't know. I just thought that, that her trying to be like a tough guy with, you know, her, her dialogue felt so forced, uh, the, the scene that, that took me out of it immediately. And I mean, immediately was early on in the series when that drunk lady, um, they pull her over and, you know, she's kind of resisting arrest and everything. And, you know, Jodie Foster gets, I don't know, irritated and starts calling her like a fucking bitch and everything. It just didn't feel natural, right? Like she's not cast to play that kind of role. I don't think. Now, I know a lot of other people really did enjoy that. I personally thought that she was, you know, not great. Um, Agent Navarro. Uh, now, give me one second here while I pull up her name because I didn't have it handy because I'm an idiot. Um, she was played by Callie Reese. Um, I thought that she was rather laughable throughout. I, okay. So they, they, they're kind of using the same trope over and over again. Like I get it. Now the first season of true detective was so well done. You're not going to like replicate that. You're just not right. Um, uh, and, and they're trying HBO is desperately trying to recapture that magic that they had from the first season from, you know, Matthew McConaughey, which if I recall, that's like the first time I had ever seen him in like a serious role. Um, He's since gone on to do, you know, Interstellar, you know, and um, he was in uh, The Gentleman also, which I really loved him in that. But, you know, he was just this kind of like, you know, he's the all right, all right, all right guy. You know what I mean? He's he's that like the the surfer dude, the whatever. So to see that side of him um, and he just pulled it off so well. Woody Harrelson was like this character that you, you hated, but you didn't hate. And you just like their dynamic together, you know, and you weren't sure of like. Matthew McConaughey's intentions and, and all this stuff. Like, is he a good dude or is he a scumbag trying to bang? What's his face, his wife? Like 
that that whole series was perfect, right? That's a 10 out of 10. That season is going to go down as one of the best seasons in television history, bar none. This is forgotten because like I said, the acting is just terrible. They, you know, they, they tried these forced storylines and like forced narratives and, and everything. And, and I just, I couldn't buy in. It felt like all the characters aside from the top two, right. Who are apparently well-known or something like that. Um, but the rest of them are rather forgettable, right? They're like somebody you'd see as a part-time cameo on like a daytime television. You know, none of these people could carry the weight of um, True Detective, right? They, they couldn't carry, you know, that, I, I don't know. I just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And and I hated the, you know, we know that there's something that happened between them, you know, back in, you know, years ago, but they're not going to tell you what it is right away. Okay. But you know what fucking happens because they do kind of, you know, show their hand a little bit. You can see where it's going. Season one, you don't know what the fuck happened. You had no idea until the last, you know, episode or two. And that's what made it brilliant because there are so many other interesting storylines taking place. Um, they really didn't, you know, there was just so many things that had your attention. This one, I didn't care about the daughter and mother's relationship. I just didn't care uh, because it felt very forced. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't invest myself. I couldn't care about these characters and that takes me out of it immediately. And like I said, the only thing that did keep me going um, aside from my wife loving it. And, you know, when she gets excited about something, it's cool because especially something like this, cause she's just not a big horror fan, you know, and I know thriller kind of borders, um, that horror, you know, line a little bit, but you know, when she was into something, I figured, well, let's just ride it out. Maybe it'll get better. And anytime I watch a television series, I, I have a three episode rule, right? I will give you three episodes. If you don't have my interest by then I'm out, you know, I'm not going to invest, you know, some of those people are like, dude, if you just get to like, Season 12, episode 9, it gets like really fucking good. Like, no, I do not have time to waste on, you know, shit like that. Um, I'm very picky when it comes to, you know, investing, uh, you know, my spare time in, into a television show. I do a lot of research trying to make sure that I don't fuck up. Um, and this one I had promise, you know, we both wanted to watch it. And I just, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, just a miss for me. Now, again, I love... I loved the paranormal aspects. There were so many really good, creepy scenes, um, pretty solid jump scares, albeit they were a little predictable at times. But for my wife that does not watch horror movies, uh, she got a couple like, holy fuck, you know, moments. <laughs> she jumped a little bit. But uh, she really enjoyed it until the last episode. She wasn't a fan. Um, she really wanted to know what happened and all that stuff. And, you know, that's happened to me. I don't know how many times where – you know, you get really invested in a series and then, you know, it doesn't pan out the way you had hoped. Um, or they take the lazy route, which is kind of what I thought they did here. Um, I mean, for them to just get kidnapped and sent out to the cold, that's it. That's all that happened at gunpoint by a bunch of like native women. That's, that's what happened. Okay. So, you know, they, and then, you know, the lore around the town about this like haunted lady and all this, I don't know. Um, I like the haunted aspect of it. I thought that was cool. Um, they use it really well. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it just felt really predictable. And then like the, the end, I just, I don't know. I wasn't satisfied with, with them getting cornered in a, in a house. Um, you know, and just, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I think they missed the, you know, they, uh, they dropped the ball, missed the mark, whatever fucking cliche saying you want to use uh, just again, not a huge fan. Now, I don't know if they're going to be doing another one. Um, I do love 
the original, and I can talk about that for a minute if you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I don't know if they're ever going to recapture it. Now we haven't even finished season two or season three, but everybody tells us to just you know steer clear season two because it doesn't live up to the first one. And season three was better than two, but not quite one. And this is where, you know, season four. And I just don't think they're ever going to recapture that. I think that the chemistry that those two had on screen, uh, McConaughey and and Harrelson, I I just don't think that that's ever going to be, you know, uh, given proper competition. I don't think you just, you you can't just grab two off the, you know, opposite ends of the the acting spectrum and and throw it together and hope that 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 dynamic is going to work for you you know every time i mean vince vaughn was in it vince vaughn is not a serious actor um now i know he's in a couple you know movies but i always think funny guy right quick wit funny guy not very dark you know detective television show colin farrell i definitely see him in that uh because he he's been in i mean everything that dude's crazy uh literally but you know he was great in banshees of inishirin he was great in the gentleman he was great in um other movies that i've seen that i can't remember right now (laughs) but he's got a range at least you know um and you know you can see that um and i can't remember who the hell was in the third season because you know we didn't watch it um but you know that's that's the you know we're not gonna take too long today um ultimately like i said we were just she was disappointed. I'm speaking for her on this. Uh, she liked the, the the first five episodes. The last one was a letdown for her. And it's hard to end a series, you know. Um, it's hard to end this. Like, seasons are easy because you can just, like, you know, put in a new storyline for the next year and then build on it throughout the series and add a couple little subplots and everything. But when you're just going, you got six episodes, right? And that's it. Start to finish. You know, and you got something like Chernobyl, which was perfect. That's another perfect series. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's fascinating absolutely fascinating and maybe we'll cover something like that on here it's not really horror but it's definitely thriller um but that was just such a crazy fucking and that actually happened you know they try to keep that as um you know as factual as they possibly could but yeah i mean this was this was just a little little bit of a bummer um next bonus episode if you guys uh are still listening thank you um we're gonna have something really cool We're, we're actually um we had a, a movie, like a movie, reach out to us. Um, they want to come on the podcast and promote their movie. So we're going to get the early uh, the early screening. Uh, now, I, I probably will not have seen the movie because um, they're not going to be ready for that until much later in the year. But the writer is coming on and uh, I believe like the, the director. Um, so they're, they're going to come on and they're just going to give us kind of the rundown of, you know, what what it what it takes to kind of why can't I talk right now? What it takes to put together like, like a a horror movie, you know, how do you establish a budget? Um, how do you go about casting? You know, let's just let, you know, and all the little things that could go wrong. Um, and I'm going to bring up that one cut of the dead and see if any of that is, is relatable. Um, because that movie is fantastic. As hard as it was to get through that first, like 38 minutes, uh, the rest of it is absolutely fucking worth it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. We did it earlier, uh, earlier in the year. It was so, so fucking great. Um, but yeah, uh, so the movie's called Bampire with a B, uh, like Bambi, uh, cause I believe it's like a little zombie deer. Um, so that'll be cool. Definitely looking forward to getting those guys on here and, uh, talking to them and see, you know, just, just hear what the process is, you know? Um, so hopefully that's something that interests you guys. Um, if not, 
well, maybe maybe it'll interest you down the road and you can come back and revisit it. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, we're gonna wrap it up here. So big, uh, big one one thumbs up, one thumbs down for the old uh, for the old True Detective uh, season four, Night Country. Wasn't a huge fan. I don't think they're ever gonna catch you know the success they had in the first season. Um, I just don't think it's gonna happen. But inevitably, I think they're just gonna keep going and they're gonna keep trying. Um, but I think they're just gonna miss the mark. Again and again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they don't, you know, I don't know. Like I said, uh, not a huge fan. All right, so that's all you need to know. Guys, we will see you next week. Uh, We have uh, Speak No Evil coming out, and then um, I'm not sure when I'm going to release that bonus episode with Vampire. Um, After that is going to be uh, The Conjuring, so that'll be fun. And then probably that Vampire interview with those guys. And then I I haven't really... um, haven't really decided what's going on. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to jump in the DMs. Uh, you know, uh, toss some suggestions and things you wanna you wanna hear reviewed, or you want me to trash or praise or whatever. You know, beers you want me to drink, anything like that. We're always open. Um, any likes, any subscribers, any reviews, all of that. It actually does help. Uh, I know you're harassed by every other fucking podcast. Uh, so if you do it, cool. If you don't, I get it. Uh, I'm not really overly worried about it. <laughs> it's not going to make or break me one way, but if you can, that'd be fucking super cool. Cause that keeps you in the charts. You know what I mean? Um, we were at number eight in Sweden at one time. That was fucking crazy. Not anymore, but <laughs> that one listener that's over there still listens to me. So, cause I can see where people listen to me from. So thank you for sticking it out. Um, and until then we will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>